Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that everyone is born with psychic abilities? It's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it. Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that can help? This is the Psychic Inside Show. Joel the Vibrarian on a higher frequency is on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. We're all born with gifts and abilities, but not all of us recognize or accept them. Hear from people who've opened up to the psychic inside. You'll hear their fascinating stories, and we'll take a peek behind the veil, plus psychic readings and more. Our phone line is open. Dial 646-787-8436. That's 646-787-8436. This is the Psychic Inside Show. And now your host, Joel the Vibrarian. Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower. Every Tuesday I am here having conversations with people who have opened up to their psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I do believe that everyone is psychic. Some people may not like that word. We're going to get into that, I'm sure, in our conversation this evening. But um, I have this show with the intention of sharing stories with you, the listening audience, so that you might understand how your own gifts and abilities may be operating unbeknownst to you. Now, I am available every Tuesday. You can call in on 646-787-8436 if you're on the phone line, which the phone lines are lit up this evening already, okay? If you're on the phone lines and you want to ask the host, a que- the guest, a question about her story, just press pound one. That lets me know you want to come on. If you're holding for a reading, I need you to just pause for a little bit, and we'll deal with that later on in the show. So um, out here on social media, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. The Psychic Inside Show is also available on all of the major podcast directories. So if you're catching this on the replay, you could be on Audible, iTunes, Amazon Music. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. So all the housekeeping aside, my guest this evening is a beautiful soul. And as I pause here to take a deep breath, I want to welcome to the show this evening, Key Glover. Key, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Greetings, Joelle. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> I'm you know so what? excited. I had, to take, I had to take a breath because uh, Key is a such a beautiful and calming, energetic spirit. Let me just say that I have had the pleasure of meeting her, meeting you in person, Key. And mm-hmm. not only are you just like kind of really cool, like you don't see where anything could really ruffle your feathers. You also are a breathwork practitioner, meditation aficionado. Reiki energy healer and all manner of other good things. So taking a breath mm-hmm. <laughs> is some 
thing that I think of whenever <laughs> I think of you now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I I mean, everyone gets that. <laughs> I mean, you know, all of the things I labeled in terms of energy work or Reiki practitioner, meditation practitioner, the word psychic was not in that list of things that you talk about, but do you consider yourself to be psychically aware? I do. Yeah, okay, I do. and have you always um, considered that? Yeah, at a very young age, um, both of my grand. It's funny because I was kind of I touch I touch on it from time to time when I talk to people because uh, it always comes up because I was blessed to know um, my great great grandmother, like mm. on both my dad's grandparents. I knew both of his grandparents. Oh, and wow. They were, I know, and um, my great-grandmother, my grandmother's mother, she would always say, that one is a seer. She can see. Mm-hmm. And I never really liked it, <laughs> to be honest. I was kind of, I guess, frightened by her because mm-hmm. I was just, I wasn't always around her. You know, um, I was around my grandmother, her, um, mm-hmm. her daughter, but her, she was just like this very um, unique, very eclectic woman when you walked into the house. Like she lived in a four-bear, I mean, a four-family flat, so it was four different homes in one house, and they were all our family. And that was unique in itself to me. So you can go upstairs, that was uncle's house. Across the hall from him, it was another uncle's house. Downstairs, it was great grandma's house. You know, it's like, and everyone mm-hmm. grew up in this house, my dad. But, yes, yeah, she would call me the seer. And my um, my mom's mom, um, I was raised in a Christian home. And she was like, she would say, you have a spirit of discernment. She said, your spirit of mm-hmm. discernment is something unique. But I will always have this balance. I look at it as balance now and that I knew different verbiage. And I was grateful for that. But it did, as a kid growing up, it was a lot of pitting against one another. You know, that's evil and this is how it should be said. And so, but within myself intuitively, my spirit would always be like, just follow me. Mm. And I'm like, okay, because they are confused. <laughs> now, like you, I, they, they meaning like your fam- your grandmother's or mother's or family. family. <laughs> they are okay. confused. <laughs> okay. And it and seemed like they were saying the right things, but, you know. Were your, uh, grandmother, uh, and, were your grandmother and great-grandmother also seers or Thought yes. to be, as you look back on it, or known to be in your family? Yes, they were known to be. Like, you go into okay. my great-grandmother's house, she was um, she was known as the the plant um, plant woman, plant lady, plant medicine okay. lady. So you go to her house, you get healed. You know what I'm saying? She will have all these herbs. She will always be cooking something. Um, everyone came to her house. You know, she took care of six people in. She had trinkets everywhere. She had crystals. She had elephants 
um, with make sure the trunk is up and not just a regular elephant statue. Um, she had candles burning. She had an altar, and her altar was in her room. I will never forget that one day. I went to her room, and I touched something. She said, uh-uh, you can't touch that. She mm. said, do you want your own? I said, my own what? And I got scared because mm. I didn't know what she was talking about. And she would just smile at me. She was very gentle with me. Um, they did a lot of different things. Like my, you know, I was sleeping the floor one day, and a lot of people know this. I made a mistake and brushed the feet. I brushed somebody's feet. And they was like, spit on the broom. I said, spit on the broom. <laughs> like, oh, no. You know, and when my taking a bath, my grandmother is, she will always take baths. Even her sons, mm-hmm. like my father takes baths, and it's like a ritual for him. Right. He would tell me if a man doesn't take a bath. It was like all these different rituals I was always around. And my grandmother, she didn't believe in eating anything that was basically in a box. It had to come from the earth. So she had gardens every, you know, her home, we had a garden. I grew up in Detroit with a garden. And they had goats and things that they weren't supposed to have in the city. But back then, it was kind of normal until mm-hmm. the city started banning certain stuff. But they had gardens, and she went to the farmers, the different farmers within the city. So she ate from the land. She spent a lot of time doing um, earthwork. So as I've gotten older and educated myself and kind of relinquished fear of the unknown, but allowing myself to be drawn to what God was showing me that it's not wrong, it's a, it's no, you just have to get your own understanding. And, um, yeah, <laughs> You're, I got a lot um, of understanding. When you were, like, and speaking about, like, your pre, your grand, grand, grandmothers, your family energy, was it strongly churchy and also then, like, what we would say, uh, Folkish or root root workish or um, yeah. What we find, I think, sometimes you know, it's like the old craft, like knowing the herbs to use, was not necessarily Mm -hmm. frowned upon as strictly by the church once upon a time, because they were Mm -hmm. essential services, right? Like you had to go to the herb lady because you couldn't go to the hospital, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So the church didn't mm-hmm. frown on the herb lady per se, but she also didn't put herbs in the pulpit. Is that kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like yes. the two can exist. So my mom's side was like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's exactly what it was because on my mom's side, you know, my grandmother, she taught us, she taught me about spiritual warfare. She taught me about the spiritual realm in so mm-hmm. many different details, even things she would teach us in the house about more of the spirit than we would learn from church. And okay. because I was a grandkid in the house, my mother was the youngest of nine. Mm-hmm. And she, my mother, she was like, that's still your mother. She didn't force me to go to church because it's like, she, like you're not my child. You're my grandchild. It's different. But I, mm-hmm. she did teach me. Mm-hmm. And she taught me who I was, and she she taught me about my hands. She would always tell me that I had healing in my hands. She said, you're going to do great work. And I would just, she would tell me stories about 
um, when I got ill when I was a baby and how she, her and my grandfather fasted and um, God told her that he was going to heal my body and the things that they did. And one of my aunts, she shares the story with me because she was present at, at that, during that time. And, but I remember the last time my grandmother told me before she transitioned, I told her I was 16. I said, Grandma, I don't like that story. And I had mm-hmm. got the courage to finally tell her because I never seen it as a good thing. And I was just probably my pessimism and not my lack of understanding at that time. And mm-hmm. she was like, she just smiled at me and she said, you'll understand one day. Mm-hmm. She said, you're going to see what you're going to do one day. She said, you're going to mm-hmm. see the healing that's, that's going to come out of you. And I said, okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's so interesting because that is a perfect kind of nudge over to this part of your journey is that you actually were and are still but for a, a great chunk of your career in the typical sense were working as a natural hair certified like master um mm-hmm. what cosmo not cosmetology what is it your master it's cosmetology okay yeah. master cosmetology i want to make sure i got it right and so but you are internationally renowned for your work with your hands as a yeah. hair care and stylist in the traditional sense for many years so did you connect that healing with that kind of traditional service that you were doing at the time? Yes. Um, I never, yes. I never wanted to do hair. Um, It was a gift that just came. It was a gift. It was one of my many gifts. I'm blessed to be multifaceted. It's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I love and I have a passion to passion for and that I master. I love to dance. I love art. I love drawing abstract art. I can sew. My grandmother was a seamstress, and she taught me all the things collectively that um, she did. She taught me. She was a teacher, and she loved to teach. So I got to a point in my life, I was about 22, and I felt like I was just, honestly being pimped for all my gifts because like, I, I love to help people. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Oh, I can help you do that. Oh, I can help you do that. Mm-hmm. And people were seeing that I could do it, and they were like, oh, shoot. But the business aspect of it for me wasn't clicking. So I was like, well, I'm not getting nothing for it. You know, like it mm-hmm. clicked in. It was like, okay. And I got to the point where um, my grandmother, my grandfather, Really, my grandfather, he taught me the power of prayer, the power mm. of words, that the spirit listens to your words and be, you know, how to declare and decree and to speak, to manifest. And um, I began to write. So I love, I'm a writer, so I love to mm-hmm. write. And that's how I will write my prayers and things that I, you know, on my visions and made the vision plain. And I asked God um, in my prayer. I just want to, I want the gift that's going to make me happy, make me money, and give me glory. I didn't ask for nothing else after that. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. I just want to do those three things, and it was real 
simple for me. Within about three days, that was the end. The prayer was answered, and I knew mm-hmm. instinctively that it was the, the the vessel that was used at the time. That it's a gift that you're playing lightly that's going to make room for you. And I knew, and my grandmother was still alive, and she was sitting right next to me, and I nudged her, and I was like, did you did you hear that? And she looked mm-hmm. at me, and she shook her head, and she nodded back to sleep because she was, you know, elderly at the time, very elderly at the time. And I knew it was hair. And that night I went home, and I began to write my vision, and that was between God and I. And I, I was afraid because I knew – on my mom's side, they were very traditional workers, you know, corporate America, going to college, you know, had all these corporate jobs. And I was always like the gypsy, the flower child, the very intricate, you know, like, oh, I went against the grain. I traded, mm-hmm. you know, I went down the road, less trotted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I said, yeah, I don't know how I'm about to explain this to my mother, but she's going to be like, yeah, this is not going to make no money. You are not known for here. But I trusted I trusted God. I trusted my intuition. I trusted what Spirit was showing me, and what He was, what it was, what He was showing me was so much bigger than me. But it made me happy, and I wanted to do that. And I knew it would make me money. And eventually, I went to hair school. And then I remember it, it clicked. The day I went to hair, the third day I was in hair school, it clicked. My grandfather had transitioned already, and I remember him telling me I was about eighteen. He had watched me go from little, you know, jobs here and there. And he had told me, he said, if you find a trade, you'll make, you can make money with the trade. And you can go anywhere in the world and make money. And that's all he said to me. And that day, Joel, I was in hair school. And the third day, the teacher said something about a trade. And I heard my ancestor, mm-hmm. just, he just smiled. Mm-hmm. And I said, Grandpa, I got it. I mm-hmm. got it. I said, I'm about, and it it blew up, and the the dots started to connect. Mm-hmm. It was like that puzzle coming together in the spiritual mm-hmm. realm. Like, oh, this is aligning, okay. And I knew that I was onto something, and no one could. I got a lot of backlash. You know, my mother, my parents didn't understand, and I had a oh my, oh my uncles at the time. He kind of took me under his wing spiritually and physically. He just and he nurtured that within me and helped me to understand who I was spiritually and what I was growing into. And he would, he would remind me, he's like, you know, i seen this in you as a kid. And he said, you're on a path. You're on your path. You found your path. He said, you found your purpose. He said, and for you to be so young, he said, a lot of people don't find it this young kid. And mm-hmm. I, I guess I took it for granted sometimes. You know, like, but it became clear to me because when I wrote down that vision, you know, I told, I put in that vision, I said, God, I want to help men and women alike to do, I want to do natural hair. And natural hair was not a thing. And I came way before it was this hype that we see now. And I was wearing natural hair. And, but I, my thing was, I wanted to teach them about them holistically. I wanted them to know what's going on holistically, body, soul, you know, physical, body, soul, and spirit, not just coming in and just styling their hair, not just styling their hair, but just letting them know that what you eat, what you think is 
is a manifestation of what you look like outwardly to be beautiful. You know, your beautification comes from the inside out. And so that's what I got the name um, and two of the hairstylists and key the hair guru. <laughs> like when you come into my space, it's not just, and it took a lot of maturity on me relinquishing a lot of things and learning some things and unlearning and following this well, path. I know you shared within our uh, group when we were first, when I first met you that even when you would be like at these international renowned fashion and hair kind of big moments, you would be back like meditating in just like totally not in the the pace of what was happening, but in your own, you know, Zen place along the way, then like you, you, what transition from kind of the the church background uh, of spiritualism? Well, not from because I know it's still integrated within you, but like meditation and yoga. How did that flow into this multifaceted picture of yourself? That's a good question. Um, so, interestingly enough, one of my cousins. She was, we all were affiliated at the same, you know, members of the same church. And she's my cousin by marriage. But she she came to me and said, I want to do yoga. I want to offer, I want to show some members about yoga because we had a, a gym in the church and all that. And I was like, okay. She said, would you be interested? I said, heck yeah. She said, you would be? And I had read about yoga and the benefits of meditation but in you know, in the condition at the time the conditioning of my mind and being raised mm-hmm. the contradiction, you know, I, I would do it in secret. I would read things mm-hmm. in secret. I would study things in secret and I had all these friends that were from different countries and you know, or associates that I was learning from. And when we did the class, I said, I like this class. I was in tune with it. So I started finding other yoga classes within the city of, you know, within Atlanta. And I would go to some, and I would just, every time I would go, I would feel like euphorically, I would feel euphoric. I would be in this moment. I'm like, I I never got that in a gym. I never got that fast walking at the park. (laughs) I was Mm -hmm. like, something is happening. Like, I feel like, Holy Ghost is on me. Like, I feel refreshed. Like, I feel like what we talk about in church, you know, like, what is that? How am I, at, you know, I'm attaining, I'm obtaining something, and I like it. Fast forward, and one of my clients, she was going through a bad divorce, and she started doing yoga. And I started, she would come to me weekly, and I noticed that she was changing and our conversations were changing. Mm-hmm. And she was a lot, and I was changing with her. And she said, Key, I want to invite you, to, invite you to one of my yoga classes. I said, wait, I'm there. And she helped me, she helped me get over my own fear and to help me see that God is universal. God is everywhere. God is in everybody. 
And whoever you are and whatever you believe, you take that wherever you go. And that the yoga for me was taking me to a higher place within my divinity, within my divine self. It was Mm -hmm. helping me tap into a healing that I didn't have to run to an altar to get. Mm-hmm. I went I went inside myself and obtained it. And I nurtured that and I read about that. And I, I tell people, no, I still pray. I said, but prayer and meditation are two different things. I said a lot of times God don't want to hear us talking to him too much. I say sometimes mm-hmm. it's about sitting there and listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Filling yourself right. enough to be downloaded into. So after that, two years ago, um, I did, I told my mom, I remember when I, because when I went to get, when I went to hair school, cosmetology school, I wanted to get my yoga, my yoga certification. And I seen that they didn't offer, um, you know, grants or anything. So I was like, I can't pay it on my pocket because I was broke. <laughs> I said, I'm only, my mother like, yeah, I'm only going, I'm not going to help you with these trades because she didn't believe in me at the time. Right. But I began to, um, when I came back during pandemic, that's what, honestly, meditation and yoga, they kept me from losing it. Okay. It kept me from mm-hmm. just checking out. Because mm-hmm. I would meditate for 20, 30 minutes. I would get in, I would be doing virtual yoga with one of, with my now yogi. And then as soon as we were out of the pandemic, we were able to, like, move about a little bit. I went straight and invested in myself and got my certification. Okay. And I looked at my mom. Was, my mom was sitting there, and she was like, she was in my, I was here, back here. I said, I did it. She said, you did what? I said, I just signed up for yoga teacher training. She said, finally. She said, mm. you finally did it. I said, yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> so, I said, I'm going to do it. And, you know, it's something I've been wanting to do for 20 years. So it's, I've been embodying it. But now it's like now it's a manifestation. I manifested it. And it's, since I've done it, the relationships, the people, you know, you, meeting you, you know, it's like it's opened up so many doors, so many doors. So many different avenues, and I'm blessed. Well, I'm happy about it. <laughs> you know, what I was thinking as you were talking about the trades thing and mm-hmm. relating it to herb lore and herb craft. Like, the most basic things that trades are, and even that healers or guide the oracles within the community did was serve the basic needs, like the grooming of hair and taking care of the person, a person's body, tanning of shoes, carpentry and building, growing things. Those are the fundamentals right that at one point in time were essential to our survival and so in many ways that that one-to-one relationship where you went to the hair braider in your community 
and that that was passed on to their children and their children's and children's because it was seen as valuable rather than less than desirable for traditional education purposes, right? Like those, Mm -hmm. the care of one's hair goes a great deal to your whole overall sense of self, your sense of well-being, how you feel uh, about yourself in the eyes of others and in the eyes of yourself. If you're unkempt or uh, your hair is problematic for you, um, it can really challenge your worthiness and and sense of self-love. So it's super important what you've been called to do. Uh, And the arc of your career is this transition or enlarged, let's not say transition, enlarged, you know, to Mm -hmm. having Reiki and energy consciously now as part of your client services versus I'm sure the unconscious energy channeling you were doing when you were doing all of your Mm -hmm. music work earlier, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when I, a lot of my clients, I would say, when I got the certification, they were like, you, one of my clients, she is a yoga teacher as well. And she said, you've already, she said, you are, were always a yogi. She said you manage. She said you embody it. She said I don't know if you're aware of what you do when people come into your space. She said you allow spirit to use you in magnificent ways, and it's not just doing here. And Mm -hmm. I've been blessed to hear that often. I'm honored to hear it. I am humbled by it. I don't. I don't. I'm not a ego person. Like I don't. It doesn't stroke my ego. I need to know that I've done good by them, that I left them with something to practice. And um, on a live earlier today, and I was talking about hair care, and I I always challenge other uh, professionals in this industry to really tap in within themselves and to understand what we're called to do that, tradition, like you were just saying, um, people used to come to the barbers and the cosmetologists for healing. Barbers were looked at as physicians because they can hold a blade and they can cut and they mm-hmm. can bend. And understanding that when we're laying, laying on of hands, we're touching people's crown chakra. We're looking at their third eye. When their head is back into the sink, their throat chakra is open and exposed to us. Um, when I was going through one of my certifications to understand more about chakras and how they work and things like that, I, my guide, I said, is it, um, does everyone see, I see wheels spinning on people without a pendulum? And she said, you do? I said, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that wrong? She was like, no. She said, remember I told you that everybody's gifts are different? I mm-hmm. said, yeah. She said, yeah. She said, and then she was the one that highly recommended me to get into Reiki. She okay. said, he, your hands have something. As soon as she said that, 
I felt my grandmother, and I said, oh, my grandmother's <laughs> going to do something more with these hands. <laughs> I said, these hands, these hands, these hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it'll be times now that, you know, you know, the more that you meditate, you make, you know, I think we were talking about it, and you even said it, you know, we, we create space, and that's right. We, when we meditate more, we become more aware, more space for light to come in and to evolve us and to grow us. And um, I'm teaching clients how to take breath work home. You know, I have mm-hmm. a client, she's an older client, her husband, she, he doesn't want to do exercise. And she wants to say, teach him breath work, teach him this, show him this video, you know, teach him how to calm his anxiety down and things like that. And um, doing Reiki when they're at this shampoo bowl. And if you you want some Reiki today, and they're like, hey, can you can you do a clearing? Can you balance my chakras for me? And they're into it, and they're not afraid. And the way that um, God allows me to explain it to them is very unique in that experience. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I let them know, like, if you want to record it, you might want to record it because I probably won't mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. nothing I said. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing you that. <laughs> You better get it when it comes, right? (laughs) Right. I said, this is not me. Please. (laughs) And they record. And, um, again, it goes back to what I wrote down in that vision. I want things to make me happy, you know, and bring me money so I can keep, you know, sowing into what I need, reinvesting into myself and to my community and sowing seed where I need and um, making sure God, people know that, God lives in us. We are walking manifestations of God. So tap into that. We have what we need. So, yep. No. When you touch your, when you're in a client's head, do you begin getting, um, you know, messages or loved ones channel messages from like through the contact? Do they start to flow through you? um, Sometimes I don't have to touch them. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I don't have to touch them. Um, if they once they come into my space, uh, the sensitive impasse in me, the my grandma would say the prophet, and my other grandma would say the the psychic. Mm-hmm. Me, mm-hmm. I, I could see it. Um, looking at their eyes, I look at their skin. Some things would just tell me, you know, their spirit, their aura, their spirit would tell me. Um, you can feel the defenses, the fear, the sense, you know, my everything would just heighten for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I get clients to come in and I say, yeah, let's talk. And usually if I, yeah, let's talk to you, I can't touch you. I can't touch you yet. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a protection for myself. And I've learned to yield to that um, before I did not. Or I would, you know, try to go in as just I'm about to do their hair. And um, God was like, yeah, you got to protect yourself. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's something that needs to be said and it needs to be done first. And when I yield to that, usually those moments are something that could be written down in a book and someone can read it and be like, Wow. You know, mm-hmm. because that person leaves with more than just a hairdo. 
and they leave with um they leave full. Some come in empty, a lot come in broken. They come in with answers. And they weren't looking for answers. They were just probably looking to come down. Just want to get this tapered haircut. Mm-hmm. And it they, you know, have moments when we're we're both crying or they're crying and they like mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was gonna happen or I didn't understand understanding how, you know, their diet and helping them make connections with their head and their body. Right. <laughs> right. Simple but somehow we detach our head from our body when it comes to it. Right. And I used to get like like you know this is still the same skin, like Right. But yes, right. I do. I get a lot of downloads. <laughs> you know, I I encounter clients who are hairstylists out in the you know, my work as well. And I mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, they're not aware that they're energy workers. <clears throat> Excuse me, and they're also not doing any energy hygiene in their hands and cells between the salon and home. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you know, I'm like selenite palm stones for one thing. You know, like like let's like really talk about what it is you're doing up all next to people's thoughts. Stuff you know, um, mm-hmm. paying close attention to the place where their thoughts emerge uh, through the through the crown and scalp. You know, it, people don't mm-hmm. think about that in the regular sense. If you were an empath and didn't know you were an empath, and you wonder why at the end of your day at the salon you go home and your life is dramatic and traumatized, and all the things you done heard your clients go on and on and on about you're then bringing into your home energy, wondering why your life has gotten crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, it's so funny when you said that. Um, in 2016, my son and I, we moved, well, I moved back to Detroit. He is an ATL baby. Um, <laughs> ATL is where he's born. So <laughs> Detroit is now his new home. Um and spirit told me to go back. And I didn't quite understand um, why I was going back, but I knew it was part of the past. So I was obedient to go, and I'm having, you know, I'm 30-some years old. I got this two-year-old um, child, and I said, well, God, you know, if I did it here in Atlanta, I can do it in Detroit. You know, I got more village. You know, I got more community there. Um, but I was Gear, I was steered to a salon that helped me evolve, and it was it was a reciprocal thing. They needed me, and I needed them. Mm-hmm. And I think I believe that, as you said, a lot of hairstylists are not aware because. They are just going with the trend. They are not really taking the risk that they took to become that hairstylist. They're not keeping on with that same energy. Um, you know, they, they're starting to get, you know, compl- I won't say complacent, but comfortable. I'm at this salon. I'm making money. I'm da 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 Instead of kind of changing it up a little bit. And when I got to Textures by Nessa in Detroit, it was the 
it was a salon that I had, I needed to be in. Um, Nefertiti, the owner, she cultivated culture, what it means to be a loctician, what it means to be a hairstylist. She had women, she, she cultivated community in this place. She would come in and she would stage. She would come in, we would have, I always lit incense. I never really staged. And, but I knew what it was because I seen my grandmother doing it. And, but to see it done in a salon setting was like, wow, she's clearing, she's clearing stuff, you know? And I began to, one day I came in and I said, I told her, I said, Neff, you need to sage up front. She was like, why this up front? I said, because there's something going on up there and I can't go up there. And she mm-hmm. was like, he, you are in past. And I had heard that that word so many times out of my life. I said, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. like, what is that? She was like, Spirit told me, he, he is going to tell you what it is. She said, right. you feel everything. I said, I feel everybody's feel. I would just intuitively just follow what God was telling me to do. I would go near water. I would go run cold water. Like, Spirit was just my teacher. And I thank God because my grandparents taught me to be sensitive at a young age to my spirit, that my spirit was more is what keeps me alive. So I had that training at an early age to be aware that what my spirit was showing me, even if the the physical was not showing me that or it's not a line, it's not, you know, the same picture, just trust your spirit. And when, Never TV told me I was empath. I began to research it, research, and I'm reading, I'm reading. As I'm reading, you know, and I'm sure you get this, joy because you, you know, you're vibrating. You get the book. You are the researcher extraordinaire. <laughs> um, when you're reading something that you know, that your mm-hmm. spirit knows, it's almost like you're drinking water. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, like, oh, it's, it's, it's quenching the thirst that I've had for so long. Like, oh, this is what this is. And, again, those pieces of my puzzle kept coming together. And I adopted to do more. So, you know, in my space, we had crystals in our space. We had different, um, all types of things. And Nefertiti, she taught me a lot, and she, and I taught her a lot. She, we would say that to one another. And... She was like, she will always tell me, you keep doing what your spirit tells you to do. Even when I came back here, she said, you know, I didn't want to listen to you because you were a young girl. She said, but every time you would speak, your truth would hit me in such a way that I, mm. I already knew it was the truth. Okay. She said, but I didn't want to receive it. And because she's my elder, she's older than me. Mm-hmm. And she said, but you came to help me. She said, and you saved my life. She said, you don't know that, Keith. She said, but you saved my life. And I did know that, and God had told me that. But, you know, when you're a young child, and it goes back to the, the story of Joseph in the Bible, you know, he's a young child, and he has mm-hmm. his gift, but he has so many people older than him, and they're like, he's not supposed to have that. And they fight against you until they need you, or they see that, oh, that's the one. And to this day, me and Nefertiti were just as close as, you know, that's my mama, <laughs> you know, and, mm-hmm. 
And anytime I need anything, she's there. And the same vice versa. But those I adopted some more rituals to take with me that she taught me, you know, sage in my space. Every sometimes because I have a, a private suite and I have other neighbors near me, you know, and I'll come in and if I'm in there by myself, I will sage out the hallways, the bathroom, and I'm praying. And I'm covering mm-hmm. my my coworkers. I'm covering the clients that's coming in because what we're doing is good work. You know, excuse me, women are coming in, men and women are coming in, and they're dropping loads on us. We're, right. we're therapists. We're doctors. We're husbands mm-hmm. and boyfriends and girlfriends, honey. We know things about them that sometimes their spouses don't. <laughs> right. Right. And it's something to know how to clear yourself and to wash your hands after a service or to step outside and reground yourself and like you started, take a deep breath. I'll meditate in between clients sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I got a gap, I'll get my mat out and I'll do some stretches. <laughs> but right, I right. keep myself centered. And um, if it's a hard one, I go outside. I say, okay, I need to touch something, ground, you know, earth. I need you to take help me. And it rejuvenates me. It gives me the, the the breath of fresh air, that breath that I need to keep on going, the prana that I need. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the protecting of ourselves is very important in this industry because we do get zapped, and it's a lot of uh, vampires that come, and mm. sometimes they don't even know they are. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the wounded that's uh, pulling from other people's energy that don't realize that they're outsourcing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the work that you're doing now, I guess, in our first little circle that we had um, when we first met, we um, I talked about how we're going quantum where we're merging all of the aspects of our knowledge selves into one unlabelable <laughs> kind of way of just being ourselves, right? So, I mean, a person I'm assuming could book a Reiki session with you or they could do yoga with you, but they're likely going to begin to get in quantum key, right, with more than mm-hmm. just one service. So what does a typical or if there is a typical client look like and what kind of work then would you do if I found you and said, hey, I need some help? Most times people come through the avenue of hair. And when they come through that way, then they experience me. Um, because I haven't, I have a few, I have a few people that refer me as, you know, oh, she's a yoga teacher, she could teach you. But again, those people that are referring, the new people, they're my hair, they were my hair clients first. And it kind of just evolved. So they will come through, most of the time, 
they will come through here. It depends, and it also depends on if they meet me face-to-face, where they meet me at. Um, I'm not doing a lot of trade shows anymore. I, re, um, I resigned from doing platform work in 2019. Um, will I still help? I Like last year, I helped a friend, but she's a friend in the business. She's a dear friend of mine. But she hired me as a consultant for her henna company. So I was there as an educator mm-hmm. and just doing consulting work. But if you meet me in, uh, I don't know, if you meet me in a circle where, like we met, you're able to see my mm-hmm. multifaceted things. You know, you're able to see a lot mm-hmm. of things, and it just depends on where we meet. Um, if we meet, like if well, I'm with Nikki somewhere and we're at a, a psychic fair or we at a, you know, a, a, a event that Cecily does once a year, they're going to meet the yogi feet. They're not going to meet the hairstylist. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not. I, and if they someone there recognizes me, oh, that's Keisha she does hair. That may not be the avenue that I'm in at that moment. So you might get a lot of smiles and, <laughs> yeah, in agreement. But I won't kind of entertain that if that answers your question. But it yeah. depends on where, where they meet me at for me to dial in, which where I'm, you know, because I'm very present in the moment of what I'm in. I'm right. not, and that's like a little tunnel vision, but I'm very present in the moment that I'm in and wherever, wherever, wherever I am. And so it's challenging for me to just be like, okay, I'm going to cut this off and go here. They merge together very mm-hmm. well. Um, but when I'm in doing hair, I'm able to let a lot out. So I'm able to do Reiki or meditation at that time and mm-hmm. come back and do the hair. A lot of people may think that that's exhausting. It's not exhausting because Reiki doesn't drain you. You know, it protects right. the, the, um, the guide as well as it's protecting the person that's receiving it. Meditation mm-hmm. doesn't um, drain you. Those, those things are elevating. They're um, raising your vibration. So, Mm-hmm. That's nothing that drains. Mm-hmm. Well, as I say, it seems like being in the now moment is a natural byproduct of breathing and focusing on the breath and exactly. being able to pause in the stillness. It's all interrelated. I don't think you have one without the other. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not like five years ahead when you're in a meditative moment, and you're not ten breaths ahead when you're in that moment, inhaling through your left nostril. You know, (laughs) right, (laughs) right. Um, Hope you focus. In terms of where people catch you, you do actually have an event coming up in just a couple weeks, right, that uh, people can catch you at uh, in yoga mode, right? Yes, that is – no, actually it's not until March 25th, um, the Melanated Chakras event. I'll be posting it soon, but – Right now, it's private. Everything is private sessions. Either I'll come to you, uh, you could book me for a private small event, or um, I'll meet you at a space, you know, a space where 
but I don't, I don't have a space just for yoga as of yet. Okay. But if you're doing like Reiki or meditation, um, a lot of people like for me to come to them, you know, in their own space. And I have no problem doing that because, again, they're practices. So if you learn how to do them in your space, you can practice it more in your space. And it's easier for, it's easier for them. Um, but the Melanated Chakras is actually my first event where I am vending and doing workshops. So I'll be teaching breath work and mm-hmm. meditation for kids and for adults. And okay. that is something that is very dear to me. Um, my partner, I, he is um, a, a coach, a football coach, and he teaches, he coaches a lot of children that are, you know, undeserved, and, you know, in, 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 in Michigan. And um, we always talk about, you know, nutrition, and we're both vegetarians, teaching them about breath work and talking about yoga because they're dealing with trauma. So a lot of my yoga is trauma-informed. Mm-hmm. So that's helping people to deal with triggers, how to communicate that to yourself, you know, to others, to your partners, to your family. And that's not easy to do but when you're in a what we can say you're in a down dog and you're shaking and you're like Mm -hmm. oh why do I feel like that and he's like well you're releasing this from here and he's like oh okay Mm -hmm. and you feel like okay I want to have a conversation now (laughs) like well Mm -hmm. go ahead (laughs) Mm -hmm. you've been empowered you know what I'm saying and guess what you did that yourself you released that yourself you know or if you want to journal about it um, getting your journal in right now what you experience and you uh, God may give you what you need to the tools that you need, the words that you need to articulate to the person or to yourself. So I'm excited about that. I do a live mm-hmm. on my Instagram for Key Essentials Care um, on Tuesdays at 1 o'clock and we talk about text, Texture Talk Tuesday and it's about hair. It's about hair care. It's about Things that are relevant to the industry, and they're deep. I tell people I go deep. You know, I've all uh, in the past I used to kind of stop myself from going too deep, but I don't anymore <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's needed. And I understand that my position as a hair, you know, a, a teacher and a hairstylist behind the chair, I may not be behind the chair much longer. But my ability to teach um, people coming up behind me is very, I'm charged to do that. I'm charged Mm -hmm. to pass the baton to them and to give them the tools, the keys that they need. Uh, I tell people in a minute my name, I'm just key. Like I'm just giving you the keys that you need for your destiny. That's it. I'm not giving you me. Don't, I'm giving you what you need. This is designed just for you. You take it, do with it what needs to be done. So those are conversations that we have, um, and I love it. Yep, I love it a lot. A few moments ago, you did mention journaling, and so that's something I know that you um, speak strongly about or have spoken strongly about when we were around. Um 
Were, did you always have like my diary, dear diary, or did you begin yes. writing? Pre- okay, so you're you're one of those folks that just had the, even as a little girl, you had your little journals. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was like, does he it's like funny me? You said my diary. I like you very much, right, dear diary. Today yes. at school, so and so called me yes. a bad word. <laughs> Yes, Joel, you all in my stuff. <laughs> okay, so writing has always been like a way for you to work through yourself as a tool. Yes. Okay. I find that people either do or they don't. It's kind of like cilantro, <clears throat> right? You either have the gene where it tastes good to you or you have the gene where it tastes like garbage, right? So I'm a journal wow. and check. I'm a journalistic intender, but I'm not that great about the process. I find it more stressful than it is restorative or processing. But I know for people who write, it is the way that the things become not stressful through writing yes. and thinking about it. Do you channel, write, like, messages from spirit through that form or is it your higher self in you when you're journaling or it could be anything it's all yes it is definitely um very much spirit um but i know when i can't get my words out my words aren't clear to myself like if i'm feeling frustrated if i'm highly frustrated um, I've learned sometimes if I don't have my physical journal with me, which I try to keep, I have humbled myself to use my smart device and record, <laughs> even though I don't like it. <laughs> I love it. I, if you like, he just used a phone, I'm like, it's not the same. Mm-hmm, so right. I'm still the one that um, I write letters to people. Okay. That. Um, my partner, he has gotten letters from me, you know, and my mom, I've written letters to her. I still write. And that helps me get out my truth. It also gives me revelation. Um, God gives me the answers that I was trying to seek just in the, the repetitive conversation that's going on in the mind. Yeah, I find that when I'm writing that the answers come more fluid because it's coming straight from the divine. Okay. It's not coming from my mind. So the mind is bypassed. Mm-hmm. And I can can um get everything that I need at that moment, you know, and it, I feel I feel relieved. Mm-hmm. So relieved. And even when I suggested to people, um, spirit guides me to give it to people. And when I usually say it to them, they're like, yeah, I do journal. And they're like, how did you know that? I'm like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just, I'm not here. I'm just the messenger, you know. And that helps them kind of write it out, write out their vision write out whatever they're confused or frustrated about. And I have found it to be very helpful for me, very. Um, When I want to argue, 
when I want to fight, when I'm sad, when I don't have someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have someone to talk to because mm-hmm. once I journal, I start talking to spirit immediately. Mm-hmm. So that is the way, and I tell people that's how I, I pray. So a lot of my, I have, I don't know if you're familiar with, like Steve Madden, the bags, like you shop at Steve Madden, the bags mm-hmm. are like huge. Mm-hmm. I have like three Steve Madden bags full of journals at my parents' house to this day. Mm-hmm. And my, my stepfather, he's like, so when are you going to come get these books? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you got to keep those. <laughs> I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I know that's right. It, you know, <clears throat> that's the thing. It's like <sighs> so much energy was processed through them. I'm thinking, I'm seeing, first of all, Harry Potter, right? Like in one oh, of the series, like the guy puts his spell into the book, but he embodies mm-hmm. it with a piece of himself, right? Which was what made it magical. So you have these three mm-hmm. Steve Madden bags full of magical bits and pieces of yourself, <laughs> right? You don't just yep. lightly, just willy-nilly do, you know what I mean? Because if you process, it's like almost like a, a handkerchief that you've cried your tears on and then dried back out. <laughs> like, it's, it's definitely an uh-huh. energy uh, experience in that activity. It is. I'm I'm going to write my book soon. I'm going okay. To, I'm, I'm, in, I'm preparing. You're going to get the, get <laughs> the nuggets you, out of it. Uh huh. Yep. You're going to get them. Uh, that's right. Well, and then uh, with the whole um, writing, visioning, I know that you said that with your son in your pregnancy, you wrote through your process of becoming a mother. Yes. Yes, I did. It was. Um... Ooh, that was the most, most people, I hope ain't nobody listening is like struggling with pregnancy because I don't want them to take this the wrong way. That was the most, my pregnancy was, I was depressed. And um, I was high risk of, I was 33 and so at that time, they call you like, you know. Um, Geriatric. Oh, yes, that word. I couldn't, that word. And so I was already offended. Like, you know, who is right. geriatric? Who are you talking about? Right. And they were like, no, not you, your age. You know, is your age. I'm like, I'm only 33. Like, who's geriatric? Right. right. But um, I, had, I had lost two pregnancies before Noah. And that kind of put me in a space where I didn't want to be pregnant. I didn't want it, you know. And um, honestly, I never wanted to be pregnant. It was something that, again, healing and forgiveness, God had to open my heart. My heart chakra had to open up to that, to receive that. And um, I was hospitalized three times before having Noah because I was put on immediate bed rest at five and a half months. 
um, my body was just like, yeah, we don't want this baby inside of us no more. Let's get him out. Mm-hmm. So I went through, underwent a surgery, and at that point, um, I remember the nurse saying to me, she was my intake nurse, and I was in my room, and I was laying in this bed, and I was tilted, feet tilted up to the sky like I was in this tilt. I was, in, I was just staring off into space. And I was at the height of my career. I had just, I was about three years into platform hairstyling, three, four years. So I was like at the height of it. I had wrote this out. I wanted to be, you know, platform hairstylist. I wanted to start working on set, you know, doing set work. And I had all these dreams, you know, all these ambitions. And she said to me, she said, you know, you know, life as you you knew it before coming in here. She said, it's gone. And I looked at her. She said, it's gone. She said, so if you begin to process the release of it, she said, this will get better. Mm-hmm. And I turned my head back from her and looked back out the window, and tears just walked, just came out my eyes mm-hmm. because I understood exactly what she meant. I mm-hmm. knew that it was spirit talking through her for me, mm-hmm. and it was very matter-of-fact, to help me step into your, your, you're carrying a, uh, you're carrying a gift. You're mm-hmm. carrying a promise. Mm-hmm. You're carrying something that's being fulfilled. This is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I began to just um, process it as best as I could, you know, day by day. It became a now moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every day mm-hmm. I'm living for today, one right. day at a time, you know. And every time that I was hospitalized, I would ask for a notepad because I, would, for some reason, always forget a journal. And they would give me, now they give me one little notepad, and I would tell them, can you bring me three? Mm-hmm. And they look at me like, okay. So I would just mm-hmm. write. I was angry. I felt mm-hmm. abandoned. You know, all these um, negative emotions. Um, but in, I will have to get all the negativity out. And then as soon as I took that breath, I began to write more. And as I began to write more, it was like revelation. It was, what's your purpose? Who is he? What is he going to do? I would start, my visions would come. This is what you're going to do after this. Dream about, you know, and I will start writing things down. I, now you're making me want to go get my journal. <laughs> um, and really, spirit will remind me of who I was, remind me of what I'm doing, and tell me parts of what and who my son is. And every day um, I anointed my belly I prayed over my belly. I prayed that he wouldn't feel what I was feeling because, you know, they mm-hmm. feel everything. They're in our bodies. They're in our spirits. They, they're energy. They're so connected to it. I didn't want any of that depression to transfer to Noah. I didn't want any of him that to touch him. So I would speak what I would want him to have. I would say, I would declare it. I would, every time I anointed my belly, I just asked God, like, keep him. And um, 
the last time I remember going back, I remember I asked, I asked God, I said, I need, what is his name? Because his biological father was not in his, is not in his life. And I said, what is, what is my son's name? What will his name be? And immediately God was like Noah. And at that time, that's the year that the movie Noah had came out. And mm. right. It was mm-hmm. like revelatory. So I bought the, to this day, we have the DVD. Noah hasn't watched it yet as of yet because it's kind of graphic. Right. Um, I began to study more on Noah just to refresh myself and to this day, I I pray for my son to be joy. I pray for him to, everywhere he went, that he would bring joy to people. And you know, that's what Noah means. It means peace and rest. Mm-hmm. So whenever anyone's around him, they feel at peace. They feel rest. Mm-hmm. He's joyous wherever he goes. He knows no stranger. Um, he'll speak to anybody. He'll ask questions. And... He is everything that I ask for, and he's and I see myself. It's it's as if being a parent to him. Um, I've I was rebirthed myself, and through the journaling, through the writing, though I was in a, the emotional space I was in was not good. I still had this hope I still had my spirit was still strong and he kept me going mm-hmm. he kept me going you know in spite of he took me through a lot to get him here but he kept me going <laughs> right and journaling helped because <laughs> I would break down crying and once it, I just breathe and let it go and then I'll get to writing again I'm like oh okay that's what this is and I was refreshed I was reminded, and then I just had peace. And I'll go to well, you know, I'll just work it that, out. Again, that powerful tool. I think that, again, part of um, our emergence into a deeper awareness of ourselves is realizing that things that we thought were just, oh, I just journal, you know, versus what journaling really function as for, like, as you spoke about, it's a lot deeper than just, oh, I just journal. And the fact that you are aware that it's your conversation with God and source coming through, that it's the way that you process your emotions, that to me is really psychic awareness because it's yes. more than just your five senses of writing and holding a pen and hearing the scratch on the paper and smelling the ink. It's emotive. It's etheric impacting. It had all this other stuff going on. That's where we are with coming online for a deeper experience in this or higher vibrational experience, I think, in this shift, you know. Yes. Yes, it's, it's, taking us, to, it's a lot. Go ahead. I, say I have to share with you. So one of my previous guests on the show, season one, I think Scott Hall, his interview is on the YouTube channel and in the archives. 
he started writing as part of his process, and he ended up writing and channeling a, an alien consciousness by, that goes by the name Ave, A-V, with a little slash and a colon behind it. And it's like that's the way that the being communicated to his name to him. And it was over a period of some years that this kind of dialogue emerged separate from his consciousness journaling to where he realized that he had this spirit guide that was basically from another planet and his job was to basically be a guide for a human during the ascension of loving guide, right? So that's like the second time I've heard people talk about how journaling has kind of led them to a clearer spiritual dialogue than Mm -hmm. what they were having previously. So, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's a good dialogue. You get it. it, Everybody's different. Everybody gifts are different. Like I use what my yogi said, everybody's different that, um, I get, if I'm deep into it, I'll get, and sometimes not too deep, I'll start to see visions. Mm-hmm. And that is always good to me. Just like, mm-hmm. wow. Or I'll hear something that I know is someone connected to me in some way. And I don't, I can't explain which way. And it, but, it, but again, it just depends on what I'm writing and what space I'm in and how available I am to to allow myself, allow the physical not to get involved or the mind to try to grasp hold onto what I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're trying to apply language to a new thing, yeah, but it, it's kind of like an mm-hmm. old thing but it's new. <laughs> um, yeah. And feel, feel free to not answer this if it's too intrusive. My friends say I have no problem with the no. nosy question, but um, do you know if your son is a seer? He does have abilities. He is his mother times 10. Okay. <laughs> he is, yeah, he is, a, he is me times 10. I have... Okay. That's not too intrusive because I, I'll talk to I'll talk about him a little bit. Um, I had I had one of my uncles. He is um, he he is a prophet, and so he has the ability to see things, and you know God speaks to him. And I remember him saying to me that he some things my grandmother would share with him, and he would share with her. Like they had this very very intricate spiritual relationship. They were just not mother and son. And she would listen to him. And my grandmother didn't listen to a lot of people, you know, but she trusted him with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going through some things in my relationship, and my partner and I, we had separated. And um, Noah and I were moving into a new home. And Noah, when we pulled up, at this time, he was sick. Yeah, he was sick. And he looked at me said, Mom, this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and 
I don't really want to do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'm kind of just looking at him. I'm not kind of, I'm looking at him. <laughs> to myself, why do I have to have a child at this <laughs> He said, this doesn't make sense, Ma. It just doesn't. He said, but since we're here, let's go see if this is where we're going to live and if it's nice enough for us to be in. He said, mm. because we just got to do what we have to do in this time. He said, so you can get past it. <laughs> I'm just I said, wow. because I'm seeing a six-year-old. I'm like, we just got to do what we got to do. <laughs> I said, Yo, Joelle, I was sitting, I couldn't say nothing else. I didn't say nothing else. I just got out the car. I said, come on, let's go then. <laughs> let's go. He has been, he speaks, um, he's been here before. I tell people he's my grandfather. Okay. My grandfather used to always cross his leg when he mm-hmm. walked, you know, he sat down. My son crosses his, his legs to this day. He's been crossing his legs. He, when he was in the womb, his legs stayed crossed. So I remember the lady, the person that does the ultrasound, she um, would get, she would laugh all the time. She'd say, he never wants me to look at him. And he would always have his legs crossed. Mm. And he would turn his face and look like, like I don't want to be bothered. He mm-hmm. said, he does not want to be bothered. And when he came out, he crossed, he would keep his legs crossed. He would lay, to this day, he still crosses his legs and people are so tickled. They like he crosses his legs. He's on holding mm-hmm. his iPad. So he's like this current kid, you know, but then he's like this ancestor. And he mm-hmm. reminds me so much of my grandfather and it's it's a blessing because he does speak with a lot of profoundness, a lot of prophetic in him. Mm-hmm. A lot of he speaks with spirit. And um I aunt one of my aunts was helping me with him and she was um, homeschooling him for me. And she said he had got frustrated with something. And he said, auntie, you're going to have to calm down and let me, just give me a moment because I just need to breathe. I need to take a breath because this is Mm -hmm. a little bit too much. And she said, he sat there. She said, he closed his eyes and took a couple breaths, grabbed the paper, went to do the work, came back. And he said, I just need to take some breath to calm down because mm-hmm. this is too much. Mm-hmm. So he takes what I give him and he channels it when he needs it. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to me and, you know, yeah, he's very, he's empathic, but he knows when I'm down. He knows when I'm not feeling well. And um, I don't shun him out because I remember as a kid, I was a why kid. I wanted to know why. And he's a why kid. Why am I? Why am I? And so I, I take a breath. He's, he's taught me how to take more breaths than I need to, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to be patient. Mm-hmm. And because he has, so, he has so much going on, and he's learning, and he's helping me learn more and to explore with him. So it helps me keep a childlike spirit, childlike heart, because um, it keeps me open. And that keeps us open to what spirit is saying to us, you know, how to be divinely guided, you know, in the works that we do, especially in the work that I do. And, mm-hmm. you know, having a gifted child and being able to listen to them, what do they need? What do they need now? Is this good for them? 
and um, asking God, is this what they, you know, is this what they need or do they need this? Even when we go pick crystals or things like that, um, Noah tends to always get um, quarks or Mm -hmm. I let him pick his own crystals. And he, most times he picks the most divine things. Like I didn't even see that crystal Noah. Then I'll Mm -hmm. look it up and I'm like, wow, this is what he Mm -hmm. needs right now. Mm -hmm. And um, he puts them in his room and it's in his space and he knows about the full moon and he's like, mine's the full moon tonight. Do I need (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) need to recharge Mm -hmm. my crystals? (laughs) And um, yeah, you know, so I'm training him up and he is a male that takes baths. He takes spiritual baths. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, he'll ask me. He, if it's up to him, Noah will take a bath every night. Mm-hmm. And he'll, he's fine with it. He's fine with it because he takes the, so he does, and he gets now, you know, put the things in the salts and the bubbles and things in there, but his salts in there and um, essential oils, and he'll grab his toys, and he'll be in there until the water is cold. He's wrinkled all up. Mm-hmm. And But I need a bath, Ma. I need to... So I listen to him, and sometimes I'll be like, okay, not tonight, but I'll make sure he gets them at least twice a week just because I know that he needs it to ground himself. He studies taekwondo, so that is aligned with who he is and his chi and his power, so he's really engaged in that. So I want to see Beautiful passing on of the energy that your great-grandmother in your lifetime, yes. visibly invested towards you. And here it is, what is that, one, two, three, four. I'm, I'm, my math is bad. One, two, five generations. Yeah. The evolution of ability and embodying self that's come through him, you know, is the culmination of him through your journey even as well is beautiful to hear about through this sharing this evening. I appreciate you being so open to sharing. You know, we definitely try to honor privacy, but, you know, these these new kids are here for a reason. They're not playing around. Yeah. Their energy is different, and it's, you know, it's basically shifting us more than it's going to shift them. They're already shifted, you know. So, yeah. They're not about secrets. They're not about secrets. They're very much about transparency. I think the quicker we get in alignment with that, it'll help. Um, Like you, you know, you were talking about uh, what is coming because it's something so huge. Like you can't put words to it. And Mm -hmm. we all talk about it like it's just, it's not a name to it. But I know, you know, Noah's generation, generation, be a little bit before him and after him, they are, they're coming out aware and conscious. Yes. And yes. they're not, they're not taking, they're not taking the, the subtlety, the lies easy. Yeah, the programming you know, has been. Going away. Yeah, the programming is being shaken up. They're not as hardly programmed in that Piscean energy, you know, as our parents were, our great grandparents were, even we were, you know. Yes. 
Now we do have, we've had a whole bunch of people listening on the phones. Thank you, everybody who's been tuning in this evening, uh, streaming online and through the phone line. Um, So let me acknowledge that, first of all. And yes, thank you. We're we're going to give you an opportunity to ask key questions. Now, in this part of our show, it is normally when uh, we have an opportunity for you to um, speak directly with the guests, asking any questions that you might have. Everybody interacts a little bit differently. And so, like, Key's conversation this evening is going to be basically bringing through whatever spirit guides her to stay with you and speak with you uh, in response to your question. Please do remember that if you're coming online that this is a recorded show, and uh, if for some things you may wish to engage a direct one-on-one offline private conversation, depending on how spirit was to bring some hearts or not necessarily embarrassing, but truths that you don't necessarily want to be talking about in public. So did you have anything that you wanted to say about interacting with the callers before we switch over to that? Uh, no, I'm just going to give whatever God tell me to give. So just be available to that. And he is just a guide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. don't be bad at me. <laughs> But okay, well, we're going to be happy about this. We'll well, that's be open-minded. So uh, thank you to Tiny, who's been screening the calls that have been on the queue. If you are holding and wanted to come on and ask a question, hit the pound key and one, and that lets us know that you want to come on the air. But our first caller has been patiently waiting since uh, very early on this show, we have Patricia from Ohio. You are on the Psychic Inside show with Key Clover. Can you hello. hear me? Oh, hello. Thank you. Thanks for listening this evening. Did you have a question for Key? Yes. Um, um, hopefully get some Standing guidance, possibly left side of my body. I uh, challenges my left. Um, uterine fibroids. I've had the the, the last extra on the left side. Um. Um, on one of my fingers, a crack that's just irritating. But anyway, I've a tooth that needs has been getting dental surgery um, side of my body. It's a female side of me, of and doing other things like inner leasing work, tapping. Uh, Patricia, your your connection is really coming in and out. Um, Key, are you able to get all of it? No, I'm not. I was going to say that. I was trying to see if she was going to clear up. Can you hear me now? Her connection is really bad. 
speaking through my computer because I don't have basically um, my body. I've been dealing with some health challenges. What would you suggest to, I mean, you know, bring it into um, and uh, healing state? Okay, so just to make sure we have, I think it's the left side of her body. If we, I'm understanding correctly, key as well, it's like different issues and different regions from the uterine area, a lot of it left side presenting. And you're wanting to know if there's any guidance for balancing out or bringing healing to that hemisphere of yourself. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, that's interesting. Um, have you seen a holistic doctor? Do you have a holistic doctor? Hey, pardon? Do you have a holistic doctor? Thank you. No, I don't. I would love to be able to, but I don't. So I'm getting my through prayer and learning and energy healing modalities like deep tapping, um, listening to you sound. You have been doing those things? Frequencies. I am. You are doing those things. Okay. Well, when you were talking, I can um, making up, you know, not making up, but I'm putting pieces together what you're saying. And as you're talking, only thing that comes to me, you need to find you a, a good holistic doctor. And if you're dealing with anything with uterine fibroid, I have a, um, a great sister. She focuses on fibroids specifically, and she ha- and it's all natural. She is a holistic nutritionist. Um, you can get her, inform- her information. It's womb strong, W O M B S T R O N G dot com. Again, womb strong. I believe that that will help you if it's, you know, the, I heard you say the female side because you were breaking up again and it was the left side. That needs to be. Um, that's what came up for me just to say to you. You need a whole you need someone holistic where they're practicing, they can help you with different herbs and stuff. Tina is very, very, very fluid in this area. And again, she has had many proven results, even with herself. Um, that can help in addition to the other things that you're doing, um, holistically. And if you haven't seen um, a physical doctor, again, the left side is always a side of stroke. So you may want to kind of monitor that with um, make sure that is not the case. But, again, the holistic doctor, um, nutritionist, um, Tina, she would, she's very, very helpful. I think that would be a good um, source for you. Okay, Thank and you. Patricia, you went in and out. Can you tell me the name and the website again? Uh-huh. Womb 
like your womb, W-O-M-B-S-T-R-O-N-G.com. Wombstrong.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And anything that has to do with uh, female organs, fibroids, cysts, any of those things, she has um, a lot of the, the um, things she does, a lot of different teas she makes herself. She has a lot of certification. She is years into this, and um, I've, I use her stuff. So it, it works. It really does work. And I think she had, she's in, you know, she may have some sources of some practitioners. I don't know anyone. I think she's in Ohio. I don't know anyone in Ohio personally. But just making that, that's a good source. That's when you said that the left side of your uterus, that's, that's what came up for me. Letitia, um, I, I appreciate you listening this evening and coming online to share your question and your situation. Definitely appreciate it. Yes. Um, and if it's okay, is it okay if we note your phone number and if any additional resources come available, we can message you? Yes. It's okay. Code no, no, don't say, it on the, don't say it on the air. I've already oh. got it. I don't want you to broadcast your number. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we had your permission to use it. I see it here in my queue, so we don't need you to... Tell everybody your phone number. <laughs> but I'll make a note. Uh, we've already made a note of it, and we'll put together a little email or message for you with the resources that Key gave and any others that happen to come to mind subsequent to this. And we just appreciate you. Right. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for healing over you. That's a powerful word right Thank there. You. You. Okay, so we have another caller who has been holding that raised their hand. Thank you. That was good. Uh, womb Strong, uh, W-O-M-B Strong.com. And we'll put this in the show notes wherever we have that ability so that uh, folks listening on other platforms will be able to click through and find that resource as well. So uh, the next caller is from area code 404. And the last four digits are 1351. You're on the Psychic and Sideshow with Key Glover. Who are we speaking with? Hi, my name is John. Hi, John. Welcome. Hey, Thank you for calling. Hi, John. Thank you. I, I uh, met you once. You're my favorite librarian. Um, <laughs> you didn't you did a reading for me at Don's place over in off Canton. Oh, John Inkless? Ink John. Yep. Chris, the crystal guy. <laughs> yeah, I still have the crystal you gave me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, so, so just, yeah, I have a question. It's kind of a, I don't know if it's a, I, I feel like there's somebody in my life that's that's wanting to or planning to do harm to me. And I don't know if that's the right kind of question to ask here, but I mean, does any reactions to that? Do I be concerned for my, 
my health or well-being, or am I just being paranoid? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good one, John. <laughs> I don't. You're being paranoid. Yeah, you got to name my now. Yeah, John, I don't. I don't sense that. Okay. That's I'm not I don't sense uh... that. Yeah, I didn't I get any. I, don't uh, that. I didn't get any blips either. Yeah, but I do so want to ask just, you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're. I, I believe that you're being. When I when you said it, I feel like you're being paranoid. But I do need to ask you this: What have you done to somebody? I feel like you. I'm feel like you, you've done something. Uh, well, this person, Not- person, this person does words that, and we're we're going. I'm I'm I'm, re- I'm leaving a relationship, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it's and it's been very difficult, and there's a lot of hard feelings about it, and um, you know they 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 <laughs> taunt me, you know, tell me I'm going down, that something bad's going to happen to me that, you know, karma's going to get me, things of this nature. And it just, after a while, you know, just kind of bounces around in my head and just trying to figure out, you know, they just being angry and, you know, letting it out in that way, or is there, you know, any, any truth to it? Because they've got some, you know, pretty, some, some things that, well, have made me, I don't know, paranoid or concerned. Mm-hmm. Have you said some things back to them? Sorry? Have you said some things back to them? Um, Have you been retaliatorial? No. No. Or or defensive? So, um, no, not, I mean, I, I, at at some point I, I have to, I feel like I have to stand my ground, but I don't, I don't go back and, and make remarks like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do them harm. No, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. No. Have you forgiven them in your heart, though? Have I forgiven them in my heart? Um, it's because what's coming up for me now as we're, you know, talking, your heart, are you forgiving? Have you forgiven them? And if you haven't, yeah. mm that's where, so when when our heart chakra is closed um, and people are saying words or things are coming at us, we're not able to really see it in light. We can only see it in dark. You can follow what I'm saying. So you'll feel the paranoia. You'll feel like you know, something's going to happen. This, this anxious, this angst is all in your energy. You have, in order to release that energy, you have to forgive. Forgive yourself and forgive them. And if you can do it easy, like um, you said, you have crystals. Get a rose quartz 
and place it on your heart. You can take you a, a nice bath, all about a bath, and put some rose quartz in there and mm. some pink Himalayan salt. Something in something to represent pink to open up your heart or green and begin to say things the way you I forgive myself, I forgive them, I you know, I open up myself to love and begin to say the affirmation, I love myself, I am love, so that you can keep your heart open, so that light can keep you light. It won't have you heavy and feel burdened or feel hear that that spirit of paranoia around you. Because the paranoia will just have your mind all over the place. And if you that your heart, which is in in my eyes, that is the bridge of our chakras, your third eye will start to go out so you can't intuitively start to see. You can't see what you need to see intuitively. So forgiveness is your heart chakra is it's unbalanced. It's not it's yeah. just unbalanced. Yeah, you are, yeah, and that's well, important. I, you, no, need, you need that in your yeah. journey. You need your heart yeah. to stay open in your journey. Yeah, no, it's, I have a lot of That's pain, for you pain and that's my, for healing. Yeah, I do have a lot of I'm pain sorry, in my chest. Oh, no, I was going to say, I think it, it resonates. I mean, I have, I have a lot of discomfort in my chest. And mm-hmm. um, as you were talking about my third eye, I was, I was happened to be rubbing a spot at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I do have lots of rose quartz, so pounds well, get and pounds. Into of it. <laughs> get into it. Open up that heart. Open up that heart. You got many more people to encounter, and you got many more people to encounter you in yeah. whatever way that is. You want to be open to to healing. You want to be open yeah. to love. You want to be open to, to give love freely. You know, we're here to give love. We're here to give light. And a lot of times when we're clogged up or blocked or, in your um, case, imbalanced, we're kind of like in and out of it. And that's not a good way to um, maneuver through maneuver through life. Right. And right mm-hmm. now, I keep sensing that you can't afford to maneuver in life imbalanced right now. Something, you know, is ahead of you that is good, that's what I feel. But you, the forgiveness, it, it wants to block you. It wants to block you. It's a stumbling block. So don't allow that stumbling. Don't let allow it to stop you. You can hurdle over it. So just begin to do the work with uh, the rose quartz every day. If you want to put in your bed, one thing that something uh, um, I do from time to time when my heart is in until it doesn't, I don't need it no more. And, it, you know, most Crystals will tell you when it's time to let them go <laughs> and put them back into another space. Yeah. Well, I hope that thing that's coming up for me is more opportunities to sing. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you too so much for. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, John. I hope to see you maybe at the third weekend of the month. If you get a chance, stop through and say hello. I will. I'd love to say hi to you and get another reading as well. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, even if you don't, I still want to get a hug. <laughs> so thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. 
Okay, so we have one more caller who's raised their hand. That'll be the last that we have time for today. Uh, this has been All a right. great experience, Keith. Thank you so much. Let me just get that in again. Uh, let's see here. Okay, this is caller ending in 9078. This is the Psychic Inside Show with Keith Glover tonight. Who are we speaking with? I always have to give it time for the for the can you hear me? Hi, yeah, we can hear you now. Welcome. Who are we speaking with? My name is Montreal. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. You have a question? Go ahead. Yes, I do have a question. Um I just want to ask Keith, does she have any advice for men or uh, and or women for that matter to kind of help get their mates um involved in Let's, let's say, per se, yoga and or the self-healing process, and how do we tap into each other's third eye and or chakras? That's a good question. Um, invite them. Invite them to, if you do yoga, um, I invited my partner, and he was open to it. So... For men, sometimes it is, some men think that yoga is like, oh, that ain't no workout. I can go to the gym. I bench press. Like, you know, I'm strong. You know, I, I lift this and I lift. But yoga is not about lifting a weight. It's about lifting your consciousness. So you're using, your, your body is your weight. And it goes into strength training. So you can come into a yoga class and you have no balance because a lot of times it goes into yourself. So wherever you are, yoga is going to reflect that. So you can be in a, a stance, is an asana is, which is a pose, is um warrior pose where your leg, one leg is in front of the other, your hips are a certain, are parallel, are lined up with your shoulders, you're like, oh, I can't hold this, but then you have to breathe. So it's a lot of engagement with the body and the breath. And when people, men in particular, start to see that, they'd be like, oh. And they see that their woman is doing it, like, oh, you strong, strong. <laughs> so sometimes that can be a turn on for the guy. Like, oh, she is really doing something that I cannot do. And having that space where you can, you know, Allow, allow whoever is, or maybe your, your mate, the male that is turning you on to yoga, being open to it and listening and just being patient with one another and um, hearing them out and then opening the chakras that you said. Um, different crystals, like I was telling them, the last caller, it would have different crystals aligned with our chakras and Amethyst is always great for the third eye. Amethyst is um, a soothing crystal. You can leave it on your, your bed, by your bed. I leave it in my bedrooms, in my bathroom, places that are very intimate. Um, it has a tendency to open it up. And then different affirmations or mantras you can say is that, you know, I trust my intuition. And just simply sharing those different mantras with your partner 
is a good thing. I also, one of the things that I love is, um, uh, what is it, slipping my mind, oh, goodness, it's slipping my mind, uh-oh. Thank you, Brian. No, my mind is gone. Yes, I heard. Yep. But those things, just sharing it, having a conversation with it, videos, and saying, like, like let's try this, like, you know. And that's the, that's the best thing, you know, having open communication about it. Key, if you don't mind, oh, can okay. I also, can I? I'm sorry, when I yes, get a little tap, I'm getting a tap, so I'm like, <laughs> let me just say, okay. <laughs> sorry. So when you talked okay. about how your client, Key, like you saw yoga on them, and that was the motivation for you to get some of that because they were embodying that energy, right? So a lot of times when we approach a new practice or hobby or new way of thinking, new age stuff, spiritual stuff, it draws people, in our, especially our intimate partners, they can become intimidated by it because they feel like our, their paths are diverging. But when you just mm-hmm. then, like, focus on what this new thing that you're doing is doing for you as a being – in terms of making you feel good and you having self-love, all the things that you would want her to hopefully experience by turning on to the same kind of thing, through your embodiment Mm -hmm. of that spark, it is magnetic to your mate, right? So they would find, if not that pathway specifically to yoga, they would be magnetically pulled into their own state of finding thing that yoga does for you for themselves and maybe mm-hmm. you'll be able to align mm-hmm. in the same kind of activity but maybe you won't it will just be the principle not the practice does that make sense yeah it makes a lot of sense <laughs> that was good though well, yeah the word that i was looking the 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 other practice to add on to well, that was perfect it's tantra and oh, yeah. a lot of people think that Tantra is like, oh, to have the best sex. No. You're doing breath work with your partner. Sometimes you're just simply sitting there with, you know, on your bed, facing one another and just eye-gazing. And that level of intimacy is takes you beyond, you know, and that's a form of yoga, you know. And you can, it elevates a lot of different things, you know, meditating together, doing breath work together, touching each other's heart chakra you know, and speaking those affirmations one to another, that um, that's yoga. And it's also that one of what I believe is the highest level of intimacy. Those are some good nuggets. <laughs> well, John, thank, yeah, thank you for coming on and asking a question. Yes, thank you so much. are you calling from today? I'm calling from Michigan. Okay, yay, big up fish again. All right. That's your home state, Key. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, yes. So, you know, this has been a wonderful share, Key. I you know, I appreciate you. I in each time that we've had occasion to sit down and to exchange information with the group that has been meeting here locally. It's been very just 
I like I said, it's like you're a little oasis of a little vortex of zen that just kind of is around you. I'm sure I would fall asleep Thank if you. I sat in the chair getting my locks done. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I get it a lot. The people are like, I'm sorry. I'm like, never apologize for rest. <laughs> Get your rest in. (laughs) Well, for people to contact you, what is your preferred ways and your social media website, et cetera? How's that? Uh, My social media is on Instagram and Facebook. It is Key Essentials Hair. That's K E Y E S S E N T I A L S Hair. And then um, it's Key the Yogi um, on Instagram. That's K E Y T H E E Y O G I. And my link, um, my booking link for Reiki Yoga um, and Hair are on both of the pages, and they're the same link. So you just book that nice link, click that link on there, and it'll take you straight to my booking page. Awesome. And if you're at Melanated Chakras in Atlanta in March and you should have happened to listen to this, make sure you stroll by her space and let her know yes. that you know all her business because she talked about it on the radio. <laughs> That's right. You, like, Joel, I, look, I'll give you a disclaimer. You only know what I told you. Exactly. Only a little bit. But we got <laughs> the most bit. important parts, you know, and your walk with spirit and God and through your family inheritance and the legacy that you're embodying in your son. It's just beautiful to have heard about this evening. So I thank you so much. I thank um, you. Coming I up. You. Coming up next week is, on Tuesday, is Yuli Anun. Uh, Yuli is a beautiful artist, um, a spirit artist, I would say. And uh, coming up tomorrow on my YouTube channel, The Vibrarian YouTube, it's In the Cards with the Vibrarian. That's my weekly chat about all things tarot, oracle, divination. And tomorrow we're featuring a run-in, run-up on next week's Love Fest. So it is all about love, sex, and romance tomorrow. I'll have all my decks that will are in my collection that deal with things, even a few X-rated decks. Look out. So I'll be doing okay. live readings on my channel and chat for those of you who are into that thing. And if not, I'll see you next Tuesday on uh, the Psychic Inside Show. And Key, did you have any kind of final message or words of inspiration for our listeners this evening about uh, you and the journey of stepping into uh, walking closer with God. Uh, yeah. Just write down your vision. Make your claim. Trust your intuition. And your path is your path. You can't nobody change your path. It's already predestined. It's already written out. You're just walking it out and have fun doing it. Have fun doing it. Okay. And thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, each of you, thank you. I hope for you, you have a blessed, blessed week, and that all those blessings just bust out all over the world around you to bless them too. Thank you. 
the light in me. Thank you. Right? Receive it, right? And pass it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yes. the, the light in me, I see and I honor the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. You've been listening to the Psychic Inside Show with Joelle the Vibrarian. If it's in the psychic realm, it's our passion. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Vibrarian and on YouTube at The Vibrary. The show airs on Tuesdays at 8 Eastern on The Vibrary Radio Network. See you next week on The Psychic Inside Show.